Welcome everybody back to the Inside Our Galaxy Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Hernandez. As always, we got a couple preseason matches to talk about. Of course, there was one on Saturday against St. Louis, which was at Dignity Health Sports Park, where it resulted in a 2-1 loss. Uh, that one was our technically our not the first preseason match that the Galaxy have had, but our first open to the public. So we're going to talk about that one. And of course, we had another one as of recording right now. We had one earlier today against Charlotte for the first match of the Coachella Valley Invitational. So we got two games to recap. Uh, we got a few other things outside of the matches like rumors and moves and some Galaxy news here and there. And of course, we have another uh, another preview for a match coming up this Sunday on Super Bowl Sunday. So that should be a good one as well. So, yeah, we got a few things to talk about. And, uh, yeah, I mean, let's just get everything started. Uh, of, of course, with me, as always, is my co-host, LA Galaxy Central. How you doing, man? Oh, I'm doing all right. Unfortunately, I did get sick. So if I do cough or my nose is bothering me, that's definitely why. So that's not great. But hopefully I'll recover soon. And yeah, it's good to be here. It's been a little bit of time since we last talked. And unfortunately, not a lot has happened with the Galaxy. But, you know, hopefully we can see some things start to happen soon. Yeah, hopefully we can. Um, obviously, it was draining uh, the past few days. How 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 did the rain treat you uh, where you were? I didn't were? mind it, honestly. Like, I just stayed inside mostly. So it didn't really affect me too much. Not not going to lie. I, I like the rain, but this one, this time it just, I hated it. It was terrible, man. Terrible driving through the streets. Basically, rivers out there, you know, soaking wet from That's my fair, feet, yeah. feet to like my kneecap or whatever. And it's just like. It was terrible. My car flooded a little bit, so wow. it, it was actually pretty bad uh, when it came to the rain. Luckily, uh, you know, the rain stopped now, so we're, we're good on that. But, uh, but yeah, anyways, enough about the rain. Enough about that. Um, we got some games to recap. Of course, let's start with the first one that happened on Saturday against St. Louis. Like I said, that one happened um, at Dignity Health Sports Park in front of a, in front of a fans and, and the public. So we end up losing that one 2-1. You know, we got one goal scored by Diego Fagundes in the second half. Um, when we started it out, there was a mixture of, you know, players who were starting starters and bench players. And in the second half, we got to see a lot of G2 and Academy players in that ga- in that game. But uh, yeah, two one. Uh, it was, I guess, a respectable performance considering that was their first match coming back or, or their second match coming back. But um, yeah, how how'd you feel about that game? What was your thoughts about St. Louis? Yeah, it was kind of a weird game because, in my opinion, it was kind of like three games in one. Like, first you had, like, the Galaxy, like, A-B team against the St. Louis A-plus team. Then you had, like, the Galaxy B-plus A-minus team against, like, the St. Louis B team. And then you had the Galaxy C team versus the St. Louis C team. So it's kind of like three different games in just one whole game. So it was kind of weird to judge it, but... You know, still, we saw some okay things. I think a lot still needs to be worked on. It sucks to lose at the end at the 88th minute, especially when there's no stoppage time to give up a goal like that. But, you know, it's not from first-team players. They're learning. Things happen. But, yeah, the result doesn't matter too much. We even talked about it. You're there to get fit. You're there to get chemistry. You're there to find out what works for you, what doesn't, what you need to work on and stuff like that. So the result's not the end of the world. But you would have liked to hold on to a tie, maybe keep that undefeated streak going, but it didn't happen. I guess it just is what it is. Either way, it was cool to be back in the stadium for the first time since October prior to that point. Yeah, definitely. Unfortunately, I was not there at in attendance for that game, but I heard it was a good time. Um, you know, and like you said, it's been a while since, you know, people have been to Dignity Health Sports Park and things like that. But, um, yeah, I mean, it was, it was your, you know, your early preseason game, right? A lot of guys looked rusty. A lot of guys didn't look like they were entirely in shape. 
Um, so, you know, you got, you didn't get to see great things, but you saw some okay things. Like you said, um, of course that Diego Fagunda's goal was pretty good. Like I, I think the first half, it was a bit of a struggle for the galaxy, but once you got into the second half, I think that's when they started to, you know, pick it up a little bit and, you know, you got to see it with that goal. It was a great assist by Cuevas, you know, and, and just a great finish by Fagundes in that part. But yeah, I mean, it, it, you can't really judge it too much. And I think, you know, for preseason, just in general, you don't, you know, you can't judge it that hard because at the end of the day, some of these guys are getting fit. Some of the, some players didn't even play that game. Um, so, I mean, and, and there's just a lot of things that, you know, that, that happen in preseason games, coaches trying to find, you know, different formations or move players around in different positions, even in in positions that you wouldn't think that player would play in. So it's like, yeah, like there, there was a, there was some interesting things that happened in that game. Like you said, it sucks that we couldn't hang on to that tie, but it is what it is. And yeah, I mean, it, overall it was okay. I, like I said, it was respectable for what it was for a preseason game. It's fair. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, Let's talk a little bit about players. I guess we can talk about, like we said, there was a mixture of uh, starters and bench players in this game. But um, anybody that stood out to you for these games for for preseason? Yeah, definitely. Uh, what's his name? Mickey Yamane. Is that how you pronounce his name? Mickey Yamane. Yeah, yeah, he's looked really good so far in both of the games. We're going to get into the Charlotte one a little bit later, but Yamane has looked really good. We kind of questioned losing Caligari and, like, could Yamane pick it up? Would he be good? And, you know, it's very early. He hasn't even played a regular season game yet, but he looks really good right now. I'm very impressed with what I'm seeing, and I'm excited to see him going forward. Yeah, Mickey Yamane definitely was one of those standouts as well. Um, yeah, he looked pretty good. And, you know, ho- hopefully, you know, with, you know, more minutes and more playing time, you know, he gets even better than what we than what we hope for. But yeah, I, I think he was good. Um, one player I think that, you know, some people were actually talking about and uh, for that match and even a little bit for this match for the Charlotte one that we'll talk about later uh, was Tucker Lipley. He gets his start. You know, he was a draft pick uh, this year or well, technically last year, but, you know, going into this year. But yeah, we are draft pick for for the, for the for this season. Um, you know, he didn't play that bad. Uh, I think it was... It wasn't things that made you like it didn't wow you or anything like that, but it looked like he fit in, and of course he was part of that uh part of the build up for the goal, so that was pretty good too. And and usually I'm not too hype up about draft picks, but that one was Tucker for for right now was like okay, like I can see some potential in this one, like and and I think he has a shot to actually being in the first team in my opinion at least. But yeah, that was one standout for me that was in that game. Um, you know, for, for the St. Louis game and a little bit too, for the Charlotte one, we'll, we'll get into that one. Um, I think Diego Fagundes also didn't have that bad of a game, uh, for the St. Louis one. Like I said, he got the goal and you know, he, he, he looks a little sharper in my opinion. And I think, you know, that's a good sign because we did have questions for Diego Fagundes and, you know, would he be capable of, you know, being a, being sort of back to what he was and, a few years ago or a couple years ago. So like, I think that's a good sign to see that Diego Fagundes is having some sort of production in preseason. So that, that's another uh, player that I would give a shout out for that game. Yeah. Another player that I'd probably give a shout to is Edwin Sadio. He looked really good in that St. Louis game, you know, kind of being Bringman's injury replacement last season, coming in to be a death piece. I think he's done a really good job so far of, you know, really just connecting the passes, organizing the midfield. And I think that St. Louis game, he did a really good job. Charlotte was a lot more rougher, which we'll get into because I think he had a lot of turnovers. But for that St. Louis game, I think he had a really good game too. Yeah, definitely, for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the I think another thing for that Galaxy game, um, or at least for 
a little bit for both as well, was that I, I don't think St. Louis really had much production going through the middle or anything like that. I think the Galaxy did a very good job, you know, having possession in the middle of the field and, and having them play out wide. And I think that that was a good thing about the Galaxy, which is something that I guess we have struggled, you know, recently is that, you know, we can't really, you know, get control of the midfield or in the middle of the, of, of the field and stuff like that. So I think that that is a good sign. And the midfield did play uh, very well for that one. Um, of course, we did get to see, like I said, uh, G2 and Academy players. Anybody that stood out to you from the young guys in, in that game? Uh, not particularly, no, I, I would say. No, not really. Not to disrespect no. any of them, but like I, I just wasn't too in on them. I was more focused on watching our first-team players play. Uh, fair enough. Which, yeah, I mean, hey, you know what? You know, the kids get some minutes, which is a good thing, because you never know. One of those kids might be the future for the Galaxy maybe in a few years down the line. But, you know, seeing those kids get some minutes, seeing those kids get minutes is is a good thing. So, yeah, not, I mean, they played okay as well as a group. Of course, they got the last goal in there, but, you know, they, they played okay for for a bunch of Academy and, and G2 kids. So, you know, I'll, I'll take it how it is. Um, anybody else that stood out to you for that game or anybody else or just anything in general from that game? I would say Delgado kind of came out of the gate slow, like we talked about it last season. He was kind of struggling towards the end of the season. I think this preseason you can kind of see like he's still a little bit rusty and still has a lot of work to do to be that 2022 Delgado where he was a key piece of our midfield of Brugman and Pooch, which we're going to need him to be this year. I still think Delgado just has, you know, still a ways to go with his fitness before he's back to what we need him to be. Yeah, I would agree there too. We did get to see two keepers in this game as well. Bond started off the game and then we got to see... uh uh, McCarthy in the, in the in the second half as well. I mean, both conceded a goal, so you know we, that is another focal point of this team is that is the goalkeeper battle, right? So uh, that's another thing to keep an eye out. I think both goalkeepers did all okay, um, you know, for the for those uh, you know for those matches, and uh, you know, yeah, we'll see what how these goalkeepers perform too. That's another good point to to keep in there. Um. But anyways, uh, any any other final points you want to talk about the St. Louis game? Or should we move on? Should we move on? All right, then. So that was the St. Louis game. Uh, 2-1, like I said, was was the final score. So that was Saturday. And today, as, as of what we're recording right now, uh, we did have another match against Charlotte FC. Uh, that game was a little different. Uh, it ended up 3-0. This is the first game of the Coachella Valley Invitational. So... Um, yeah, 3-0 in this game. All three goals came in the second half. Um, yeah, not something that you're too proud of. Of course, it's preseason. Again, I think a lot of people have over-exaggerated with this loss. But at the same time, you're not too happy that it's a 3-0 loss. That's never a good thing. But yeah, we get a 3-0 loss in this one. Um, same thing like St. Louis. We we started off with a with a lineup with a mixture of, of bench players and starters. Uh, we got to see Ricky Pouge start his first preseason match as well. Um, so yeah, there, there was that as well. And then, you know, second half, we ended off with the, uh, G2 and Academy kids, um, overall for this game, how'd you feel about it? What were your, what were your thoughts about it? Yeah, I would say this one was a lot more concerning for a couple of reasons. One, this time we actually saw Ricky Pooch is obviously our best player and just watching him today, I just felt like 
with the team. We were just kind of had the same problems as we did last year. Like Ricky Pooch, he looked pretty good at some points, but then when the defense collapsed on him, really got on him, there was no options. And yeah, we get it. Some of our options aren't here right now. Like Gabriel Peck's doing his preseason currently in Brazil with the national team, which is really good for him. We don't have that DP in and we don't have really another striker presence right now, especially if you have but still you saw some of the same problems. And another big problem of mine today that we did not have in the St. Louis game is some of our goals came from our first team players. Like it was their fault. Like when you saw two of Charlotte's goals, you saw that, I think it was the first one, Mavinga just, he kicked the air. Like seriously, it was, it should have been an easy tackle, easy clear. The dude kicked the air. And then on the second goal, you saw Mikovic, he passed it to the Charlotte player. A simple pass out of the back, Mikovic, a guy who we want to see on the first team. And maybe we, you can even argue, can get a, a backup spot or even a starting spot if it goes great for him. He has a terrible pass to the Charlotte player. And then the free kick goal from Charlotte, that's just a good free kick. You can't do much about it. But, you know, our mistakes didn't come from G2 like in the St. Louis game. It was all academy. Those were some first team players. And I even saw with our best starting lineup, what we currently had at the start of the game, there is a lot of problems to be had. Yeah, I mean, definitely um, some concern in this game for sure. Um, you know, when it came to the first half, though, um, you know, first half was okay. It wasn't that bad. I think, again, it was a bit slow. People trying to find their rhythm. But you got to see you know more of a connection in that game than than the st louis um and then for yeah so to me that that was the first half wasn't that bad i think it was okay the second half was yeah that's where it kind of just started going downhill and like you said first team players making mistakes again i understand it's preseason i understand people are trying to find their groove but you can't let that happen i mean you can't let i mean like we said if it was g2 or the academy players makes sense they're they're trying to make a name for themselves they're trying to you know impress the coaching staff and stuff like that understandable but if you're a a player who's on the first team and even have the potential to start like mm, that 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 is a bit concerning not the end of the world but still a bit concerning um to say the least and yeah i, I mean you know it's i don't know some people over exaggerated with the loss but again i can see the concerns i can see why this was a this was not a you know something to be proud of of course it's it's nothing to be proud of but still though um can't happen hopefully that gets addressed you know within practice and hopefully next game as well yeah, that's kind of the thing with Galaxy fans that I'm finding kind of funny, though. Like, I feel like there's only two spectrums of it. There's the people that are like, the season's fucked, we're over, there's no room to improve, just call it <laughs> over now. And then there's the people who's like, just preseason, nothing matters at all, not a single bit, it's completely irrelevant. you got to meet somewhere in the middle there, in my opinion. And that's kind of where I'm at. I'm like, yeah, like, we're, it's not over yet, we're not fucked, there's room to improve, there's always room to improve, we're still missing players, but... When you see Mavinga kicking the fucking air and he's one of our worst players last season in the regular season, you're like, well, shit. And then when you hear Jalen Neal's going to be out probably for even longer, which I think will go into the regular season, you look at that and you see Mavinga playing like that and you're like, oh, shit. Like, and you see Mikovic playing like that. And when last year we had a goalkeeper problem with Bond, you're like, well, that fucking sucks. There's reasons to be concerned in the middle, but you shouldn't like totally put it over the edge either. No, yeah, I mean, definitely for sure. You always got to meet in the middle of it. I mean, like I said, is is this a result that I'm not saying that like people shouldn't be upset about the result. It's like you should definitely be upset because a 3-0 loss is never good in any circumstances. Um, but, you know, at the same time, it's like, you know, I even had a conversation with my dad about this earlier. And he like, you know, I was watching a little bit of the replay of this game and he was like, oh, so we're not good for this season. Like, we're not even going to compete. I'm like, listen relax like we there's still a lot to there's still a lot of ball to be played there's still a lot of preseason to be played but also like you said just again the first player mistakes is a, is a concern as well and you know 
and especially defensively, you know, I mean, we, I mean, we had 67 goals scored on us last year. I mean, that's terrible. And, and the fact that we've already had four in two matches, is not a good thing either. So that, that's also another concern, right? So it's like, you know, we, we can't have that or actually not four. It's five actually. Right. Cause we, they scored two and they scored three on this one. And then even, even if you count the one goal during the San Jose scrimmage, that's, that's six goals in three games. So that's not a good thing. And, and defense was an, was a, you know, a problem last year and if we're starting to see you know the defense being a problem in preseason yeah you should be concerned about that as well i mean i think it is going to be a problem because what did we really do to strengthen it you got john mccarthy who like yeah came up clutch for lafc at one point but when you look at him as a whole as a keeper it's like you know average mls keeper maybe slightly below average would i'd give him and there's a reason he got benched last year for lafc he got taken out of the starting lineup i think around september never saw the field again so it's like that doesn't really totally fix your goalkeeper problem yeah you've got yaman and i think he's super promising and looks good so far but caligari was good for us like we had a good right back and our defense was terrible a majority of the year so replacing a good right back with for another good right back doesn't really move the needle one way or another and the rest of it it's just it's kind of the same like you got rid of raheem edwards for johnny nelson which is i think is like okay but again not a needle mover and the rest of your defense under contract you can't really do anything about it and when you hear Jalen neal is still really bothered by that injury is probably not going to be available soon it's like you know it's going to be a struggle for sure we're going to need gabriel peck and ricky pooch to be really good if we want to you know be in some of these games yeah, and depending as well, who's that third DP, right? Like who who if knows we who we that, get? Seriously, yeah. If we ever get that, you know that. Which we'll talk about some of the some of the rumors that have popped up. But yeah, depending who's that third DP as well, you know, you never know what what the galaxy could look like. But that's also another thing too. It's like there's still things that, that like the team could still change within these next few weeks. So it's like that's why it's also not the end of the world, right? Because it's like you can still add players and things like that. A few months even. I think the the window closes in April. I think we got like Julian out and last year went in like April. So it could change at the last minute too. It's not even the next few weeks. There's a window here, but we got to start to see things happening after a while or else it's just like it's not going to work. Well, yeah, exactly. For sure. And especially with the team wanting to have their players before the season starts. So, so, you know, we'll we'll see what what happens there. But yeah, defensively hasn't been that great. preseason and that's that is a concern as well um but anyways um i guess we can move on a little bit into the players um how'd you feel about the players you know what any anybody that stood out to you in this game yeah like i said edwin Cedillo was really good in that st louis game i was very impressed this charlotte game was super rough for him a lot of bad turnovers and bad spots not really connecting passes not a not a good game for him at all i think ricky pooch looked all right when he came on i was pretty impressed he made some good things happen you know, the defense kind of collapsed on him, and he didn't really have any help, which I thought was, like, not great. But, I mean, what can you really expect when we don't have a majority of our front three here, or really any of it? So those are two guys I kind of thought about. And I like Johnny Nelson. Johnny Nelson was okay. He did the job. I think he's better than Edwards and Gaspar. It's kind of one of our better backup defenders we've had in a while. And I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what he does. But in terms of a lot of other guys, it's like, yeah, pretty pretty forgettable. Well, I'll say Diego Fagundes was good, too. He put in some effort. But other than those guys, uh, pretty forgettable for everybody else. Yeah, I would agree as well. Uh, I was going to mention Diego Fagundes. Yeah, he, he seemed pretty good uh, in this game. Johnny Nelson, again, like you said, was... Uh, was a pretty good standout as well. I saw some pretty good things out of him um, from this game. And, you know, Ricky Pooj, you know, he was Ricky Pooj. I guess he saw some good things about him. Didn't play the whole um, first half, which is pretty interesting. But I guess since he's still somewhat coming off from his injury or trying to get him to 100%, I, I understand why he didn't play the, the first, you know, the full first half, you know, or, or just the full game in general. But, um, 
you know, yeah, like other than that, it was pretty forgettable. Like I don't think there was really much <laughs> that the Galaxy offered from that game, and especially what what can you offer after a, a three zero loss, right? Like really, like I don't think it, not not much uh, people had offered in that game. Here's another discussion I have too. Like Miguel Berry is not an MLS backup caliber striker. I'm sorry, he's just not. Like I think he's our new Preston Judd, our third string striker, the occasional two to three guys a year. You occasionally start him like two, three times a year, maybe in competitions. But he's not a guy that's supposed to be like that Dan Yovelich role in that backup role. Like I still feel like this window, even if the Galaxy want to be successful, we need a TAM level number nine because it seems like that DP spot is going to the winger no matter what, and we're not going to do anything about that. But the TAM spot that we got from Tyler Boyd, dude, we need a striker there for sure, and I think it has to come this window. If not this window, absolutely the summer. But I think the summer it might even be too late because at the striker position right now, simply put, we're just very weak. But we haven't seen Yovelich yet, but I'm just not very confident right now. Yeah, I I I see where you're coming from, and all and also Miguel Berry. A lot of people, some people kind of hype him up, and I'm just like, eh, I don't know how you can hype up Miguel Berry right now. That was now. just a joke, though. The one San Jose preseason <laughs> goal, the apology form. I laughed at it, but it's obviously not a true thing when you look at it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't even know, like. I don't know. <laughs> it's just funny to me. Um, Galaxy fans can be funny sometimes. I'll just say that. But but still, regardless, yeah, I agree. Um, you know offensively and especially in that in the striker position we we definitely need help which is why i said i think last episode if we weren't going to bring a dp um level number nine it's like then why didn't you keep somebody like again a preston judd or a billy sharp more like more likely right to have him as the backup to jovalich like that wouldn't have been a bad thing i don't think we would that would have been much of a concern right now but still though I, yeah i agree it's like you gotta you know got to do something about that position because who knows what Jovalich is going to look like um, going into the, into the season. You know, you, you just never know. But even if even if Jovalich was like, you know, bounce back season, comeback season, he's scoring like goals left and right. I still think you need a, a, a solid backup number nine after that as well. So, you know, I definitely agree with that uh, as with that as well. But um, any other points you had for this game uh, players or just the game in, over, in general? No, I mean, our defense, I mean, that was rough for sure. Like, the St. Louis game, I didn't really react that much. I didn't really care for it that much. It just kind of is what it is. But this game, I'm significantly more concerned because that was Mavinga and that was Mikovic making those terrible mistakes. And it's like, those are guys that are supposed to be part of our team this year. And I get it. It's preseason. Everyone's kind of rusty. But, I mean, still, you can say the same for Charlotte. Like, they were probably the same way. So, if a mistake happens, a mistake happens. You have to judge it how it is. And Mavinga's a guy that, you know, he can, he can make those mistakes. And we saw him make one today. And that's just not a good sign for us. Yeah, definitely. Um, hopefully they start getting their stuff going. Hopefully they get their mojo going uh, for the for, you know, for preseason. But um, yeah, we'll see what happens for the next game against, uh, I believe it's Austin that we have uh, for for Sunday. So yeah, so we'll see what happens there. But um, but again, uh, as well, like, you know, let's not overreact with these preseason losses as well. Again, you could be upset about them. But at the end of the day, if you want to say for the viewers who are watching, if you want to say it with me, it's just preseason, but again, uh, we, you know, we'll see what happens. Hopefully, they play better within the, you know, the next next few games or so. But um, yeah, I think we can move on now uh, from these recaps. Uh, we can talk about, um, well, I mean, I guess we already talked about this move last week with or our last episode with Gabriel Peck, but that gets officially announced. Um, you know, last week he's on a five year deal to the end of twenty twenty eight. So we have Gabriel Peck. He's announced. Don't know when he's going to come in. Of course, he has to get his visa, everything like that. Hopefully, it doesn't take too long. I think he's already done with the Brazilian 
pre-Olympic squad, right? If I recall, is he is he still playing some games there with them? I think they have one more game. I could one be wrong. Game. I'm not a huge follower of their national team, but I know they have another game on the schedule that he's going to participate in. Okay, so I'm assuming if that's his last game, that's most likely when he'll come over here. Which is good because that's his preseason, though. Like he doesn't have to have preseason year. He's training with them. He's getting fit with them. So it's not like he's going to come into the galaxy just like needing a lot of work over the couple weeks. He's going to be ready to go probably. Yeah, probably just needs help with the chemistry. Obviously, new teammates, new new team, and new culture and stuff like that. So that's basically what he's going to have to deal with. But yeah, Gabriel Peck, that gets officially announced. Um, let's talk a little bit about rumors. Uh, there was a couple rumors that happened during our last episode. The big one being that the Galaxy sent a new uh, bid to uh, Talleres for Ramon Sosa. I believe this was a $12.5 million bid. Um, and I guess uh, Talleres is more, I guess, well, reportedly more likely to try to find a deal with the Galaxy, try to move on from Sosa again um, from reports. But yeah. Galaxy send another bid for Sosa, which we thought this was not going to happen, or at least this was going to be unlikely to happen or in some sort of way. But yeah, Ramon Sosa's name gets popped up again. And uh, yeah, how'd you feel about that when you heard the news again for Ramon Sosa? Yeah, I was surprised because after our $10.5 million offer got rejected, I thought we were just going to move on. But then we submitted a $12.5 million one and it immediately gets rejected too, which is unfortunate. But Apparently, the asking price is around $15 million. So, I mean, do we meet that asking price? Do we not? We have some decisions to make there. Personally, I mean, if you really believe in Ramon Sosa, I don't think you should let $3 million, especially when you're the Galaxy who had a transfer ban last year. So you should have more money available considering you spent basically nothing in the summer. You shouldn't let $3 million kind of hold a deal back if you really want to bring him in. But, I mean, we got to wait and see what happens. If $15 million is the asking price, it is what it is. He would be a great DP for sure. I mean, I don't know what's going to happen there. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I think he'd be a good DP, but we got to wait and see if the Galaxy are willing to go a little bit up the ladder with the millions of dollars. Yeah, and also let's not forget that, you know, technically it's not dead, but Joseph Payne still is still on the table for the Galaxy. It's still a possibility. That is so annoying, dude, honestly. Yeah, I'm so tired yeah. of that. No. So it, it, the point is the Galaxy are trying to – it's either one or the other. So, so they have their targets. So it's just a matter of who's going to pay or who's going to accept the Galaxy's offer. Um, again, a lot of people – you know, are kind of mixed about it. It's like, oh, do you go for Sosa or will you be fine with Paint still? Some people are saying Paint still might not be 100% if he comes here or like mentally, like he like he's not going to take it as serious. That's my concern, yeah. That's my concern. Yeah, so that, that's a concern for, for Paint still, but you still see the numbers and you're like, okay, that's still a good DP level player. Again, Ramon Sosa, also a good, um, you know, DP level player, but he's also kind of focused on Dietis and what's happening there until something happens. So, you know, a lot of people are mixed about it, but, you know, of course, we still have two, you know, options for the winger position and, you know, we'll see what happens. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Who would you rather prefer if it was between Paint Still and Sosa? Yeah, I put this on my story, actually, and the vote one was Sosa, and I actually agreed with it on another story. I said my vote was Sosa, too, and I just think that there's more of a motivation factor for him to come to MLS. Like, I think he could eventually make the move to Europe, even though he is kind of like 24 years old, you know, that age where he could make the jump already. But he could come to MLS, get his stock up, go to Europe, and I think he would just be more motivated. I think with Paintstone more, you'd kind of just drag him into MLS. Like, Paintstone has stayed before. His intentions are the Premier League and La Liga. I think he wants to stay playing Champions League football. He wants to stay in Europe. He's very happy at Genk. So if you brought him to MLS, it's kind of just like, 
you know, he really had no other options. And in a sense, he would kind of be like discouraged because he didn't get what he wanted, which was a top five league in Europe. So I just think his motive will go down. He won't have the same motivation as Sosa would have. He would still cost a similar amount of money to like, what would it be like $11 million to 15? Not that big of a difference. Well, it is a difference, but still in football, like millions are not a big difference, especially when you have a rich ownership, which the Galaxy do. But yeah, I prefer Sosa. I just think the motivation factor is there. And I think he's on the app where Payne still is kind of just in his prime already. So I like the Sosa prospect more. Yeah, I mean... I mean, both sound pretty good. Again, I, I think with, with paint still, it, it is just more of the motivation factor on, on that aspect, which could be a big thing, right? We've seen a lot of players come in here and not take, you know, the Galaxy or MLS in general seriously. And even if they have the qualities, you know, I mean, we saw with Douglas Costa, you know, we saw he had a good season, but in in last uh, or when he started, it was just like he didn't take it serious. You know, took breaks, took vacations on suspensions and stuff like that. And not saying paint still is going to be the same thing, but still, though, you just never know with people's motivations and how they feel. But if they have the right motivation, I mean, that's that's all that matters because for both players, the talent is there. I just don't think Pinsta wants MLS, though. Like, I think he's very focused on Europe and the Champions League or the Premier League, La Liga, top five league. He just doesn't really want to come to MLS unless he really just has no other options in those leagues. Also, let's not let's not forget he's a musician. He he dropped a single actually did, yeah, <laughs> during during yeah during his uh you know the, during the past couple of weeks. So he's a musician too. So he has other options as well other than than football. So it's like you know you never know what happens. But again, both are good options. It's just you know we'll we'll see which deal gets done um, as well. Who would you prefer? I still would probably prefer Sosa. I I, I just like him more. I think he's more. Not a complete player, but I, I just like more from what I see. I think from he fits him. our style of play better. Very technical yeah. too, and can get our players mm-hmm. involved better. I think he's a good fit for us if we could yeah. get him, which yeah. I don't think I, we will because he's worth a lot of money. We'll yeah, see. I mean it's it's tough, but hey, the Galaxy are trying. They're not they're not afraid to spend, and they're not afraid to uh, you know send some offers. So yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. Um, you know, with those two, uh, there was another rumor that popped up. This was actually a striker rumor. Um, the the galaxy were rumored or interested uh uh they were rumored to be interested in uh 26-year-old Spaniard Rafa Mir um he is currently with Sevilla he had a deal to go to Valencia um that was going to happen but it fell through right when the window closed and then that's when the rumor of him possibly coming to MLS and possibly coming to MLS or possibly coming to the galaxy um you know was an option supposedly he's okay with that if if the if there's a deal that happens but yeah we finally get a strike rumor and we said it last episode that we hadn't had any you know despite you know you know just despite with with what we've seen so far with their strikers you know but now we do get one um not 100 percent of this is true it is more of a rumor than it is a report but um how do you feel about this one if it is true or if the galaxy are interested yeah, like you said it yourself, I don't know how true the rumor is. It came from a questionable source, a journalist who had a private account. Apparently, the Galaxy sent in an offer to you for that journalist. So, I mean, I don't know. There's no real way of knowing we're not there. But if it was true and he did get accepted and came here, I think it would be a really good signing. He makes 800 k a year, so he would be a TAM-level player, not a DP player, which I think is good. He scored 10-plus goals in La Liga before, which is good. He's struggling right now, but I don't think he really wants to be in Sevilla. Obviously, they had a deal for him to go to Valencia. That fell apart on deadline day, so maybe he's still looking for other options. There was a rumor, actually, I saw about Turkey being interested in him, a team from Turkey. 
So we'll see if he goes there. I mean, he has other options too, but it seems like he's going to depart the club at some point anyway. So maybe for an option, I think it's a good signing. Like I said, the Galaxy really need a number nine, a veteran number nine. He's a good number nine. He scored 10 plus goals in the top five league before. I think he wouldn't be an amazing player, but he would be a good player to bring in a very solid guy. And yeah, I like him on our team for sure, but I don't really think it's going to happen. Yeah, I mean... I mean, right now he hasn't had that great of a season, but in general, Sevilla hasn't had a great of a season anyways. They're fighting for, for relegation, really. Um, hopefully they don't get relegated. So, yeah, Sevilla right now is just not a, that good of a team anyways. So, if this seems like a player that could possibly be a good player in MLS, like if he has the right mindset, like we said before, if he has the right mindset, and, you know, like you said, he's scored 10 goals before in a top five European league, so that's, you know, that's a good thing. Um, and just in general, like, I, I think, you know, it could be a signing where like, if he tries here, he could, you know, be a good player, you know, maybe a change of scenery would help him a lot, even if it's in MLS. So, you know, I, we'll see what happens again. It is more of a rumor than it is a report, but you know, we'll see what happens there. Yeah. Spanish striker with Ricky Pooch. That'd be probably a good connection. Yeah. I mean, that wouldn't be a bad connection. I think he was also part of the uh, Spang U23s at one point. I don't know exactly for, been, yeah. yeah, I don't know exactly if he played for like a tournament or anything, but you know, he did participate with their uh, U23 team. So um, it'd be interesting to see what happens there. Um, I think I'm missing another rumor. I don't, I don't know if I am, uh, unless you know. Yeah, you're missing one, the Usman Berkey rumor for $10 million that apparently got rejected, which I don't really believe is true. It came from a Serbian media outlet that looked very questionable. It said that the Galaxy offered $10 million for Usman Berkey, which if you follow me, you saw my story. I laughed at that because there's no way a team would offer $10 million for Usman Berkey. And even funnier, there's no way a team would reject $10 million for Usman Berkey. Like, don't get me wrong. He's a decent player. Like, he's all right. I'd say he's probably similar to Grant Seer, a little bit better probably. But he's not worth $10 million at all. I'd say he's like a $3, 4000000 million player probably. $10 million is insane. It's insane if somebody offered it. It's insane if they rejected it. And I just have no way of believing that's actually true. And yeah, I hope I, it's not true because if the Galaxy offered $10 million, that's uh, pretty desperate and pretty concerning. And that's not who you should be spending $10 million on. Yeah, we talked about it, right? That the Galaxy don't look desperate. And if that was actually true, it's like, eh, maybe, maybe their desperate, desperateness is still there. But yeah, I mean... I don't know if that that was a true report or not, but I did see that, and I think that was kind of interesting to say the least. But you know, yeah, that that was another rumor as well. But yeah, I mean, other than those rumors, we haven't really heard much. We haven't really heard anything that's like you know, I guess imminent or anything that that could possibly happen. So I don't know. Like, is is that a concern as well? That that it, these are just more reports or slash rumors than there is like you know you know, I guess the possibility of some of these players coming here? Well, I think the third DP spot is what they're most trying to fill before the season, which makes sense. It's a really big priority and a really big part of our team. But it's tough, though, because, like, the Paintsville situation is just very annoying. It's like, at this point, if you're the Galaxy and you're his representatives, it's like, dude, are you in or out of this? Like, do you just completely not want to come? Or are you open to coming to MLS? Because you kind of see with him, he's like, yeah, if the money is right, I could come. But I'm also happy at Gank. I want to play in a top five league. But if the offers aren't coming, yeah, I could go. So it's like, dude, at which point, like, which way are you in? Are you in or are you out of this? we got to have some sort of direction at some point. And when were we interested in Paintsville? Probably like late December. We're almost in mid-February in a week. It's been like nearly two months of this going on. We just got to find some direction at some point. And for Sosa, like, I mean, we don't know if it's $15 million. That's what got reported. But if you're the Galaxy, I, if you really believe in Sosa, I don't think you should let $3 million be the difference between getting him and not getting him. 
if you believe in him that much. Yeah, I mean, definitely. Um, you know, Galaxy aren't. Are, I don't think money's the issue. It's just a matter of you know. Should it be? I guess. I mean, yeah. AEG has a lot of money. Yeah, money's not the issue. I think it's just trying to find the right deal. But you know, I don't know. I, I think it is just a little concerning that it's not like a. You know, we're not hearing anything of like something imminent or something just like a big possibility of happening. So I, I think it's the m- most annoying part about it, but I don't know. We'll see what happens. A lot a lot of things could happen within this, these next couple of weeks. Yeah, look, it just feels like right now we're kind of behind schedule on a lot of things. Like I feel like even with injuries in our preseason <clears throat> camp, like when MLS Cup ended and we were talking to each other with Caleb, like we kind of had the expectation, you and I, that by preseason, by right now, we'd have everybody back. We'd have Ricky Pooch being here for the first preseason game. We'd have Brugman on the field. We'd have Costas on the field. Most concerningly, we'd have Neil on the field, and his injury is very concerning right now. You thought we'd have all these guys on the field, but you look at it right now, it's like, we're just an incomplete team. And you thought by like right now, like after we signed Peck, like, all right, by now, like the third DP should come. We should be wrapping this up. It's like, we, it could be anybody right now. We don't even know. It just feels like the club right now do not all their fault. Like some of these are just unfortunate circumstances, but it feels like we're kind of behind schedule right now to where we should be, which happens sometimes, but we've got to try to pick it up a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I don't, yeah, it's a little behind schedule. I, I can see that. But again, when it comes to the injured players, like Brookman, like I said, it's like, I would rather have them take a little bit of their time, especially with these few, first few preseason games. Like they don't really have to play these first few preseason games. Like they can play these next three or the next or the last two, and I think they'll find a way to get back into rhythm. But you know, like to, so to me, that's not much of a concern. Um, I, I think it's just more of a concern of you know getting players in, like the the injured players. Like I, I can see why that's a little bit of a holdup. You just want them to be at a hundred percent. But when it comes to these players that we want to sign and we want to bring in, that's a little bit more concerning. And Jalen Neal's injury is very concerning, actually. I did not expect him to be still injured. Like, I, I thought this would have been over with, like, you know, you know, at least maybe a month or so ago. But it just keeps getting getting worse. And that is that is concerning, you know. And he's a young player. I just hope that doesn't really affect him too much, um, you know, for his career. But, yeah, I mean... <clears throat> I don't know though, but uh, I mean, when it comes to the injured players, not not too uh, concerned about it. But I don't know. We'll we'll see what happens with with uh, you know, like we said, a lot of things could happen with these next couple of weeks. So we'll see. I will say I do really want Ramon Sosa here because I've been watching a lot of highlights in some of his games. He is really good. Like I know the asking price is high, but there's a reason the asking price is high. I think he would be a really good fit on our team, especially if we had a good number nine up top. That'd be a really good attack to go into a season with. Yeah, I mean. Hopefully they get that deal done because I would want Sosa too. Like I think he's he's a very good player, and, and you know it's just a, you know having a player like that caliber come to the Galaxy and just in general MLS is you know it's a big deal. It's a win for everybody in my opinion. So you know it was you know hopefully they get that deal done. And like you said, if they really believe in Sosa, then it, it, maybe fifteen million is worth the asking for, or is worth the buying, you know, for that player. So you know we'll see. But um. Anyways, I think that's it for the rumors. I don't think I'm missing anything else, so I guess we can move on. Uh, there was a bit of Galaxy news that happened in the week. Uh, Leagues Cup, that's, you know, of course, the um, controversial tournament that happened last year, or at least last year's was very controversial, but Leagues Cup is back this year. Um, Galaxy draw with a group with San Jose and Chivas for the Leagues Cup, and, you know, normally I don't, I don't think rigging in sports is real. Like, I, I just don't think, or like maybe in a few instances you could be like, oh, that's rigged. Like, okay, like, 
you know, rigging in sports or script writers or whatever. Like, I think it's, it's, you know, just a bunch of BS, right? But when you look at the League's Cup, it's like sometimes it makes you believe if rigging and, you know, script writing is, is true. <laughs> because how convenient that we get Chivas and San Jose when Chivas just got two players who played for those two other teams um, last season and then they get to come back and then, you know, obviously Chicharito, Kate Cowell going to Chivas, they come back to their former teams and they get to play each other and stuff like that. Like, yeah. But anyways, we, we get drawn in with those with those uh, teams for Leagues Cup. Uh, yet to be announced when we play them. But yeah, how do, how do you feel about the, the Leagues Cup drawing? How, how do you feel about going up against San Jose and Chivas? Yeah, I don't know if I would say League's Cup was controversial last season. I would just say it wasn't structured very well. Like, in my opinion, for a tournament, like, I think both countries need to host. Just like in the CONCACAF Champions League, like, all the games aren't played in the USA. And they're not all played in Mexico either. you got to have a balance there somewhere. Like, you got to reward the better teams in Mexico with a home game. That's kind of my opinion on it, which is why I like the Champions League a lot. I think it really determines, like, the real winner between the two countries. So I would say that. But in terms of the League's Cup group, I mean... It's a tough group, you know. We got Chivas, who's obviously a good team. They're a big club in Mexico. With Chicharito, with Kikel, obviously your team, so that's going to be kind of funny to watch both of them play. And then mm-hmm. you got San Jose and rivalry game. You know, those are always tough. They're going to want to beat us. We're going to want to beat them to knock each other out of the tournament. So, yeah, League's Cup, it's always tough, but hopefully we can do better than we did last year. I think that's the goal right now. Yeah, definitely. It's got to be the goal to do better than last year. But, you know, we talked about this a couple episodes ago with when we talked about the U.S. Open. And we said that the leaks leaks cup is built for entertainment, right? And obviously, yes, this yeah. group is going. This group is going to be pretty entertaining. I mean, against Chivas, a pretty well known team, and also my favorite Mexican team. So it is going to be difficult for me to try to go for somebody in this match. I, I know for the last match when we played them for the showcase, I went for Galaxy just because they were the home team, and you know I had to cover for them. But like this is an actual competition; it actually means something. So it might be difficult for me um, trying to choose somebody in this one. Might. Might have to go neutral, to be honest. But yeah, we go we go with Chivas, and then we go um, go against San Jose, which obviously you know rivalry, Cali Clasico, all that good stuff, right? So yeah, I mean it's going to be an entertaining group. It's going to be a very tough group considering who we got. But um, you know we'll just see what happens there because you know I, I, it, it should be fun to be honest for both sides. That's pretty funny, though. Your two clubs meet each other in tournaments. Like, the only way my two clubs can meet each other is in the Club World Cup. <laughs> That's the only way they'll ever play each other. Yeah, exactly. Like, like Galaxy's never playing Napoli unless it's no. the Club World Cup. <laughs> unless it's a friendly or a Club's World Cup. Like, that's literally I'll the only... I friendly. I would love to see a friendly sometime, but I don't if, think that's going to happen. If, if that were to happen, who would you go for? It would just be neutral. Neutral. Definitely neutral. Neutral? Yeah. Definitely. I care about them both a lot, and I get up for every game and watch every game and care about every game. So, I don't know. I couldn't really pick a side there. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be tough for me to, to choose between Galaxy and Chivas. I know they're technically, you know, it's going to be a home game. Well, it's at home for the Galaxy. It's most likely going to be a home game for Chivas if we're going to be very realistic here. Um, but, you, but, you know, like, uh, it's going to be tough to see who, who I choose there. But obviously, you know, may the best team win. And it's going to be interesting seeing uh, Chicharito back here, um, you know, playing at the digs again. I mean, yeah, that's concerning. Leon last year was bad enough. It was kind of a takeover in itself. Chivas is probably going to be even worse. If I'm going to go to that game, I'm probably going to sit in the supporter section so I don't have to be surrounded by opposing fans like I was last time. 
Yeah, I mean, definitely, it's it's gonna be red, a lot of red in there, a lot of definitely a lot of red in that stadium for I mean, it'd for be like whenever that anywhere, we play. Though, really, like I even saw last year, Kansas City was mostly red too, so they just have yeah. a big fan base around there. Same for Club yeah. America, I know they traveled really well too. So I mean, when you're a big club, that's kind of just what you bring, I guess. Well, yeah, it's like not to mention it's it's not even just the traveling fans; it's also the fans within that city as well that are fans of the, those clubs, and obviously being in LA. You know, having a big Mexican population and Chivas being one of the big Mexican teams, yeah, it's 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 gonna be it's gonna it's gonna be a lot of Chivas fans there. I'm not gonna lie, but you know, hopefully Galaxy fans also show out. Like, I mean, I would love to see it be fifty fifty, but realistically, that's just not gonna be the case. It's it's gonna be a takeover again. What uh, for that game for sure? Um, but yeah, uh, that's one Galaxy news. Um, I I don't think there was anything else Galaxy news related. I guess the new the new uh, home jersey got leaked. Apparently, that's going to get released uh, next week. So there's that to look forward to. Which you know, uh, what what are your thoughts about actually the new jersey? Because I don't know how I feel about it. It, it looks good, but it's kind of like mm, I don't know. Yeah, I kind of agree. It's it's not great, honestly. I haven't liked one of our home kits in a while. They're just very, I don't know, kind of boring, honestly. Just white with the sash, I guess. You know. Yeah, the, the sash returned. Yeah, the you know, sash the returned. Socks. Yeah, it's it's like a. C, I guess, if you had to grade it on a scale, just a C. It's just like, it's passable. It looks fine. I'll probably buy it, but I don't love it. I mean, it is what yeah. it is. I like yeah, the white I mean, jerseys a lot more. Yeah, the white jerseys definitely look, look good. Um, But yeah, the the new jersey, like, yeah, there's some good aspects to it, but I think I just have to, like, actually see it or, like, see better pictures of it until, you know, I can make my final decision. But yeah, new jersey uh should be coming out soon. And, you know, I don't know. You know, I don't know if I'll buy it. I do need a white jersey. I I only have one, and it doesn't even fit me anymore. So, I gotta get a new white jersey. So maybe I'll get this one. But um, yeah, uh, that that's it for Galaxy news. I guess we could now talk about our our preview that we have uh, coming up for Sunday. Um, like I said, uh, at Galaxy will face Austin FC on Super Bowl Sunday for their second match at the Coachella Valley Invitational. Um. You know, I don't know how to, what to expect from this game. I'm assuming it might still be again a mixture of starters and bench, but maybe we might see more starters in this game. Maybe we start seeing a transition of of what this squad could look like going into week one. But um, yeah, how, how do you feel about this game going to, going up against Austin? Yeah, uh, probably more the same that we saw the first two games. Closer to that, then we we're gonna see it hopefully at the end of the preseason, but. Yeah, I think Jovovich should be back, so that should be interesting. We get to watch Jovovich for the first time preseason, see if he's done anything. I think Aguirre's coming back. I even heard Costas has a chance of coming back. Greg Vanny said that Brigman was still a week away, so he's not playing this Sunday. But I don't know, man. We can see, like, instead of, you know, a half or 30 minutes of stars, maybe 60 minutes of stars would be good. I don't know. But we got to wait and see. You know, Austin has some good players. They can do some things. So I don't know. Hopefully it's a good game, and hopefully we can get our first win of the preseason. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, we, you know, it'd be nice to get a get a get a win uh, for preseason. So we'll see. And like I said, it's on Super Bowl Sunday, so you get to watch, you know, a sporting game before the big event that day. So that's pretty that's pretty good to see. Um, but yeah, I mean, hopefully, you know, we win that game. Hopefully, we get to see more starters. Maybe Ricky plays, uh, you know, at least a half of this time, and you know, we get to see some players that we haven't seen yet. So yeah, I mean, should be interesting, but. Uh, yeah, again, I mean, it's preseason. We've got to see if, how in shape these guys are, and hopefully, you know, they're they're getting there and they're getting their mojo going, they're getting their groove, and, you know, we win a game. So 
that's all I can expect for Austin. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't really have anything else more to say for that preview unless you had anything else to say. No. All right, then. So, uh, yeah, I guess that's it for the episode. I don't really have anything else to say for, uh, you know, regarding the galaxy. So, um, yeah, I guess we could end it here. Um, you know, if you want to follow us on social media, go follow me at Insider Galaxy on Inside or Instagram and on X. Go follow LA Galaxy Central on Instagram. So go follow the social medias and um, any question or anything you want to say to the listeners before we go. Yeah, hopefully we get healthier, get some new players in, and go on from there. Yeah, hopefully. Um, one thing I actually did want to say before we go. Um, We've had had a little bit of a spike when it comes to viewers and, you know, people watching the show and stuff. Um, our last episode actually had 143 viewers, um, which actually is the record right now for, you know, the most views. So, you know, we were we were we were getting, you know, averaging a good amount of people. We were getting like 50, 60, but we got 143, which was actually, you know, that's actually pretty good, you know, and especially this is our, you know, we haven't really had. um we haven't even done a full year of a video. So it's like, you know, we're still kind of growing on the video side, but the fact that, you know, we're having a little bit of a spike in viewership with the videos and, and stuff like that. we we definitely do appreciate it. I mean, I mean, when I look at it, you know, I always, I always think about when it comes to views, it's like, if we were to have like our podcast in a room and like 143 people showed up, like that's pretty good. Like, when you think about it? That's a pretty big crowd. So that, that's always the mindset I always have. So, you know, if you're new here, if you're an OG, I mean, you know, thank you for the support. And hopefully, you know, more of you guys come in here and you guys, you know, you know, share the podcast around and things like that, because we want to keep growing. We want to keep this thing going. And, and, you know, even because the more people that come here, the more people who appreciate it, the better we'll, you know, come here and, and, and take it more serious. Not that we're saying that we don't take it serious, but, you know, we'll definitely keep improving the podcast, the podcast even more. Yeah, honestly, for my page and this podcast, like I don't even really pay attention to the followers and the views that much. I just do this because I just like talking about the galaxy. Like before even I had my account or I did this podcast, I was kind of doing the same thing anyways. I was thinking about the galaxy a lot, watching the games a lot, watching other games, even thinking about those games. So it's like, I don't know, this is just kind of normal for me talking about it and I really enjoy it. And it's good we're growing. Hopefully we continue to grow. Yeah, definitely for sure. You know, and like I always say after every episode, you know, be a friend, tell a friend about the podcast, right? Exactly, so, yeah. you know, the more pe- the more people that get to come in here and listen, like, you know, you know, that's a good thing for us. And and you know, the more people that come in here, the you know, with the more we'll we'll do this, and the better we'll be we'll be at it. So can't thank you guys enough uh, for the support. But yeah, be a friend, tell a friend about the podcast wherever, whenever you're listening to this podcast. And I hope you all have a great rest of your day, rest of your night. Um, you know, whenever you're listening to this. So, yeah, appreciate you all. And, uh, geez up. Seven words.